Hello, hello, hello. It's Marilyn and Loria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. We are going to be talking about a few different things today, but the biggest thing I'm going to talk about is how not to give your power away. And when you're in communication with your guides and you really understand how they're directing you and you start communicating with them from a very intimate place, you will stop giving your power away to supposed gurus, spiritual teachers out there that tell you they know better than you. So as always, I'm going to start with a little bit of a story. I'm going to take you into a lesson and we'll just see where my guides want to take you on this magical journey. I am recording this uh, Thanksgiving week, so it's also a time to be in gratitude. So I'll give you a couple of gratitude exercises that will help you to ignite the light in your soul as well as connect with abundance. Connecting with abundance is super important when you want to start getting into the flow of your life and seeing things manifest. Okay. So I always like to start out with a story, but before I do that, also, I do want to remind you, if you go to marilynaloria.com forward slash sale, you will find a little something there for you. And if you want to purchase it and come join me on whatever magical ride is happening on that page, it's marilynaloria.com forward slash sale. And of course, with all our podcast listeners, we do offer a coupon podcast. Can't put it on that page because that page has already got a coupon on it because we're giving you a discount on something. But if you go to my digital product on my page, MarilynAlori.com, and you look at the digital product and you like something, this is only for the digital product. It's not for a membership or Soulfinder Academy. And you put the word podcast in in the coupon code, you're going to get a very nice surprise. So I just wanted to let you know that. All right, before I move forward, I do want to thank um, my most recent. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little tired today, but it'll they'll wake me up in about a minute or so. So as soon as I start talking to you, they're going to wake me up even more because that's what they like to do. Um, my newest. Um, testimonial. So it came from horse ply. I think I'm saying that right. And I want to thank you for your beautiful testimonial on my podcast. And I would love for you to email us at care at marilynaloria.com and let us know that you wrote us this testimonial and we were going to send you a little gift. And of course, anybody else who feels the need that want to uh, review us, subscribe, rate, share, and all those beautiful things, uh, please do. And if you do um, a rating, um, you know, a testimonial, and I read it, I'm going to read it on air, say your name, either one, and also uh, give you a little something, a little bribery there. What do, you, what do you say? A little bribery. I usually don't do stuff like that, but I do want to get my podcast out there more to more people. I do find from a lot of you that it's helping a lot of people. So I need your help to get it out there. I need your help. I'll tell you why I need your help. And it's going to be about our topic today. I told you they're just going to warm me up and just start talking. It's because I'm really getting tired of these spiritual teachers out there or these uh, gurus. I am not a guru person and I don't really follow gurus. I know a lot of people, um, they love gurus and I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing, but for me, it doesn't work. I'm not going to revere someone over myself. And I was like that even as a little girl when I was... Um, went to confession and I made my first uh, confession. And the first confession I went to, I thought the priest, I was like eight years old, nine years old. I was in fourth grade 
And I thought the priest was so nasty. And I was like, why do I remember going to my mother going, why do I have to tell him my sins? He's like human too. And I had that understanding even as a child back then that all I needed to do was go into church and pray to God for forgiveness and then try not to do it again. And um, that was enough. I was absolved in my words. And my mother, thankfully, was such an open-minded woman that she um, loved us exploring our spirituality. I'm so glad that she ingrained spirituality in us in prayer and ritual and meditation through prayer. But um, she also allowed us to have our opinions and everything. It wasn't one way or the highway, which I'm so grateful for. So the reason why we're going to talk today about giving your power away is because of a story I'm going to tell you in a minute. But the biggest thing I want to share is that I really am tired of spiritual teachers out there. There's a few things I'm going to say that I'm really tired of. One is the person out there who's telling you that they are so happy all the time because they are, they have discovered the joy, the bliss, the happiness, and they have the ticket to happiness and you have to drink their Kool-Aid because they're happy all the time. And here's what I think about that particular person. I think that it's not true. I'm being kind because I'd like to say a lot of other things and use some uh, four-letter words. The reason why I feel that, it's not that I don't think people can reach a certain type of peace and bliss and joy, but life happens. And if you are emotionally immune to anything that's going on, and you're happy all the time, then I don't think you're plugged into your soul. I don't think you're aligned with your soul. Because I was just, um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to talk to you guys about today. So I went on social media just to kind of see what was going on to take like a temperature of the, the culture right now, because I don't read the news or watch the news. And I saw something that a tragic thing happened and somebody was asking for prayers. And you'd have to be like pretty shut down emotionally to not allow anything to affect you. And I really think it's a disservice to do to your students when you tell them that your product is going to make you happy for life. It just really drives me insane. And I think it does a lot of disservice for people because then people do the product or do the healing or do the special thing and then they have a moment where something happens. Maybe they get into a fight with their spouse or their child isn't doing that well and they start feeling sad and then they think they're doing something wrong because this guru, this spiritual teacher told them, follow my model and you will be happy for life. And I really, it really drives me nuts. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm kind of tired today because I think I'd be ripping into this mic in a way that would make some of you a little uncomfortable. So Spirit's like, let's let's have her talk about this topic when she's a little bit tired so she won't like rampage too much or rant. So my whole thing about that, and I'm going to tell you a story in a second, I know I keep threatening the story, is to really watch out for who you study with. You want to study with someone who's going to empower you. You want to study with someone who, yes, is going to teach you techniques and tools and ways to do things, but also understands that you're an individual, that you're going to maybe not get the material the way it's addressed or laid out, or you're going to have a moment in the study sessions and that's okay. The techniques and tools should be built in such a way that they help you when you come across things in the studies that are making you uncomfortable, that the techniques and tools are actually doing their job and they're helping you to further heal and discover your truth. 
So I really want you to run away from people who say they have all the answers and they know what's best for you and that you should follow everything they do to a T. Because I'm going to tell you that there is not one shop for everything. I, in Membership for Your Soul, and now even Soul Finder Academy, I have a lot of teachers. So Membership for Your Soul, I have a lot of teachers from around the world that bring in their teaching because I know that I only have an expertise in a certain amount of areas. I don't have it everywhere. So I want to bring people in that are going to teach you what you need to learn in their areas of expertise. I feel like I would have an incredible amount of ego and really be like, I, I, how could I tell you about crystals when I don't really know a lot about crystals? Can I pretend? Sure. I'm sure I could tap into my guides and be like, tell me a little bit about something about crystals and I'd be able to teach you about crystals. But it's so much better that we have Antoinette on there teaching about crystals because she's great. She knows crystals really, really well. And I learn from them too when they when I do the interviews with them because we always do interviews with the expert teachers and then they do a Q&A. The teacher of the month does a Q&A with the members. And then at SFA, I brought in some graduates of SFA who um, are very expertised in their, that's a new word, by the way, they're very expertised in their own fields. And it is making Soulfinder Academy, that's what SFA stands for, so much more layered and in-depth. The program is already absolutely incredible. And yes, I'm going to say that. It's absolutely incredible. It gives you techniques and tools that you will have for a lifetime. I'm not telling you you're going to be happy for the rest of your life. I'm telling you you're going to have techniques and tools to deal with it. And the coaches that are in there, they just add variety and spice and, you know, so much to the to the conversation that I can't add to the conversation because I don't have their life experience. I don't have their expertise in what they are experts in. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're studying with somebody who, one, doesn't have a lot of ego, two, doesn't think that their way is the only way. And three, invites in other people into their platform to share with you. I think that's really important because one, you could say, I definitely have some ego. I'm not going to say that I don't have ego because if you brush up against me in a certain way, you're going to see a little bit of it. It's okay with me. It doesn't bother me. I like a little bit of my ego. I remember when I was studying dream work, going off on a tangent here, you're just going to have to put up with me today and hopefully that's okay. Well, if you don't, you could turn me off and then just go to another podcast. But I'd like you to stay with me because I still haven't told you the story and taken you through something else. So I, um, when I was studying dream work, ego, because I was studying with a Jungian therapist, and uh, ego was something that was very um, frowned upon. And I really worked hard to get to know my ego and to release myself of ego. And I'm glad that I did that because I was able to identify what ego is and what ego isn't. So I could be in a moment and somebody could say something to me and I could have a triggered response. I don't bring this into my students. I do my best not to. So it might be like a peer or another teacher and they'll say something and I know that I'm triggered because I could feel it. I'm very in touch with my body, my emotions. I could see the trigger because I'm very conscious of it but it doesn't stop me from responding <laughs> and I'll respond from the trigger. And, um, but I also know that some of that is ego and some of that sometimes I have to step aside most of the times afterwards and be like, mm, what was that? What was that about? And then my ego and I have a nice conversation and we're able to move forward. And if I have to apologize, I apologize. I'm very direct. So people are usually used to my direct energy and my direct personality. Um, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. 
Okay, so the biggest lesson I'm teaching you right now is to find teachers that want to empower you. They see your gifts. Now, they may not know, like they may not come to you and say, you're clairvoyant, you're clairaudient, you're empathic, but they see in you that you have a quality, a specialness to you. And those are the type of teachers you want to be around. Now, I want to say this something. So I always found the teachers that, you have to be careful of this because the teachers that, um, actually that dream teacher is one of them. I was almost like a favorite in the beginning. And then I fell out of grace because I have a mouth. Um, that wasn't a fun journey. And I recognize that it's something that I strive to do with certain coaches and teachers to be the favorite. And when I'm not the favorite, I have an interesting experience with myself. And that goes back to my childhood of being the only girl uh, in a family of four, you know, with three brothers. And it's not always the best thing if a teacher is favoring you, because that shows to me, at least for me, it, there's a dysfunction there on the teacher's part. We really have to do our best to te- treat all our students the same way. It doesn't mean that when a student is excelling or really showing up and really doing the work that I'm not going to acknowledge it because I am. I'm going to acknowledge that student. But I try my best not to favor one student over another. Now, my students, my community, they may have a different experience of that because they may not be the one that's being highlighted, but then they have to take a look at how they're showing up in the work. Wow, I am going to throw a lot on you today. A lot of stories coming up. So the main thing that I'm going to say to you is you want to find a teacher that encourages you, that sees potential, that sees you, that's a big one, sees you, and also encourages you to really do the work and to shine your light and be aligned with your soul. That's really important. They don't tell you that they're better than everyone. They don't act as if they're better than any, everyone. They may have their teachers, right? So they're masters in a field, they're an expert. You're going to them for that expertise. But there's a certain way to deliver that information that for me is a little bit more um, aligned and grounded than when it comes from a very egotistical place. Now, does not mean there's not a place there for those egotistical teachers because I've been in a lot of rooms with, um, and it, it seems like well, women can do it too. I've been in rooms with a lot of marketing or sales experts, and they do come from that side. And I found it to be really beneficial because what I did, one teacher in particular, I was taking his class. There were about 2,000 of us in this particular class. And it, and I was definitely not a favorite. I was the only like psychic in the room, so I was a little bit of an anomaly. And um, I didn't care. I still showed up. I still spoke up. I still shared my findings, what I found. And at that point in time, in that particular class, they were um, doing weekly things where the person who was an influencer was getting noticed every single week. And I had it for like 13 weeks in a row because I was constantly saying things in the group that was getting comments and not mean things. I was just sharing things that I was learning and I was getting a lot of comments. So that's a real good reason to know know who you are 
And that teacher didn't say anything to me, rude or not wanting me to do it. I was getting acknowledged for it, but I knew he didn't understand me or who I was or really get me. And that was okay because it didn't shut me down. It didn't make me quiet. So really the best teacher is you. So in all of these scenarios, you don't want to give your power away. You really want to be able to converse with yourself Find out what's going on with yourself, what the trigger is, and how you need to handle the situation or how you need to learn or how you need to be in that particular group, in that particular class. So I started out telling you about teachers who tell you that their formula is going to heal you for life, and I have a big issue with that. And then we went into how you present yourself when you're in those particular rooms and those spaces and how you need to be with yourself in those places. So I'm going to go back to the teacher who tells you you're healed for life. I wrote a post about this on my personal Facebook page, and then um, I believe we've been putting pieces of it on Instagram. And the thing about that is um, I've got a lot of, you know, comments from my community like, yeah, totally true. Um, And I said, you know, you want to go to the teacher who sees your greatness and is going to celebrate you for who you are and give you the techniques and tools to evolve, to continue to evolve. And I'm not going to lie, it was on my personal page. Somebody commented, obviously didn't read the post and told me about some type of trauma therapy. And it really pissed me off. So I deleted her and unfriended her. Yeah, I did it. I'm just being honest because I don't really care. But what I wanted to do was respond to her and say, you obviously are not reading this post and getting the message. You're just spewing more stuff. (laughs) You're the type of person I don't like. But instead, I just deleted and removed her because I just didn't have the energy. (laughs) So um, my point is this, because somebody else was saying that, you know, you could go to a healer and have a great experience. And I was like, yes, but you're missing my point. And then she responded with, no, I understand your point. And I actually haven't been able to respond to her. And she actually did. You could go to a healer and have an amazing healing session. And it really can catapult you to the next level of living. I'm not saying that's wrong. You could take a class like Soul Finder Academy and evolve incredibly well in the program and catapult yourself to the next level of living. What I am saying is life happens. So the good healers are the ones that know that. The good teachers are the ones that know that, and they are preparing you for the next level. They're not telling you, you're going to be healed for life. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to take you. I'm going to heal you of that for life, and you're going to be good to go. I have a hypnotherapist that I coach. She's amazing at what she does, and people stop behaviors. They stop behaviors after those hypnotherapy sessions. But she knows also that something else may show up and they may need hypnotherapy for that. So they may be cured if they came to her to make better decisions, more powerful decisions in their business and to not let Mo and Joe and Frank bother them. But then they may evolve to something else because here's the thing. Once you leave that session, you are a new person and then something else happens. And you want to be equipped to handle that something else. And that equipped may be, wow, you know what? I got so much. Her name's, I can't say it because she's my client, so I have to wait. But I will share her down the line because she's great. So you may go to her and have this incredible healing session, therapy session. And then 
something else happens in life and you'll be like, you know what? Blah, blah, blah really helped me. I'm going to go back to her because she didn't disempower you. She didn't take your power away. She gave you the power to choose. So in the roundabout way of talking to you for probably 20 minutes already, I'm now getting to the decision, to what I want to share with you. I was doing yoga. To me, everything is synchronicity. And that's what we do teach in Soul Finder Academy. We take you through subconscious thinking, which is all consciousness. What are you thinking about? What is the belief that's stopping you? How do you rewrite the belief? Then we go into alignment, which is aligning with your soul. Remembering who you are. No, I don't like the way this person teaches and that's okay. I'm going to move away. That's an alignment thing. And then soul ignition. It lights up your soul because you listen to yourself and then synchronicity happens. So uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I was doing a yoga class and I'm a big Peloton person and I'm a, I'm certified in yoga. I don't teach yoga because I think it takes a lot to be able to teach yoga and I'm not prepared for that. But I took the certification because I really wanted to deepen my practice with yoga and I love yoga. And I was taking a Peloton yoga class, which I actually like because I don't need, I know the alignment. I know it really well. And the teachers, they're great. So I'm not going to say anything. So it depends on where you are in your yoga journey, what I would recommend as a person, because you could get hurt if you're not with the right yoga teacher and all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm loving my Peloton. And the teacher said, I make suggestions, you make decisions. He said it a few times and I loved it. And what he was saying is, as a yoga teacher, he is going to make a suggestion of a pose, but that pose may be too much for your body. And you have to make the decision of whether you're going to do the full out pose or you're going to back it off a bit. And that's what I love about yoga. I've been doing yoga for a good, um, I don't know what year we're in, maybe 22 years. And what I love about yoga, it's taught me patience with myself, my body. I'm not super flexible. I'm much more flexible now that I do yoga. I'm strong, but I would learn how, you know, these people would have these like binds and all these types of incredible things. And, and I would be patient and loving to myself because that wasn't what my body could do, but I would do what my body could do. And if, when you do it inch by inch and piece by piece, and you keep coming back to the mat, your body does more and more and more. So it was quite an incredible experience. And that's what I'm trying to like teach you right now is we'll make suggestions, you make decisions, and then constantly showing up in that class, in that um, experience, and then making new decisions and more decisions and aligning with your soul and paying attention, you're going to go deeper and further into your own being. So I love that. So this all happened because I am in a specific training with one of my dogs. So I have to be careful how I say this. I choose my words very carefully lately because I could feel the energy and the vibration of them going out into the world and how it sets things up. So I, I'm going to suggest that to you. And we are going to get into how your guides can help you to empower yourself. So I am having this experience. Up until now, I've had this experience of off-leash dogs charging us. And it has um, been an extremely traumatic experience for myself and one of my dogs. The other dog doesn't react. So I have, unfortunately, now he's gotten behaviors. And this is an incredibly, I trained my dogs quite a bit. Um, I went through a lot with them in the beginning because uh, I had to balance the pack. And 
this was an incredibly, this is an incredibly loving, beautiful, amazing dog. He's a German Shepherd, mostly Shepherd. He was a pet therapy dog at Children's Hospital. The last time he took the test, he was ranked at the highest level you could go. And so you get the idea of the training in this dog and how just even his makeup was absolutely beautiful, absolutely incredible. And because of these nonstop experiences, and you may say, well, why is the universe bringing that? We'll talk about that in a second. Um, it has broken our soul, both of our spirits. And it's been heartbreaking for me up until now. It's not heartbreaking anymore, and I'm going to tell you why. And um, I do what I do, and I turn to the experts. And there's a lot of people spewing expertise out there that don't know what the F they're talking about. And I've had enough training with different trainers. I've had the world's worst trainers, and I've had some really good ones. And so at this point, I'm pretty good at picking out the right trainers. And I'm also part of a a group of trainers that really know how to deal with certain types of fear aggression that comes out in these situations. So I um, want to rehabilitate them because my other dog, Venus, used to be the problem and she's completely amazing. She's amazing, unbelievable. And um, Mike is, you know, a true love dog, absolute love. And this was breaking my heart. It was. So I started seeking out what I could do again because I needed to get help. And at the point, those times, the way I would sout help, it's the right word, right? Was, um, oh my goodness, help me. I can't do this. Help me, help me, help me. I'm desperate. Oh my goodness, you have to do something for me. Do you guys relate to that? So it got so bad in my body that I would be on the tennis court. Because remember, I'm traumatized too because it's happening to me too. I would be on the tennis court and where I play tennis, there's um, green around it and a lot of dogs run free. And um, a few, quite a few times while I was been on the tennis court, an aggressive dog would come running down the hill. My friend would have her dog on the court and they would fence fight. Fence fighting is not good. And I would get really triggered, really traumatized, jump in, tr- jump in to stop it because I do know how to stop it. And um, my whole body would be wrecked. And before the most recent thing that happened, which I'm going to share in a second, I was on the court and and I got into a fight with a a guy, an argument with a guy, because I have a mouth sometimes. Um, Trying to get better at that. Anyway, (laughs) so um, I recognized that this trauma was in my body and I went to an EMDR therapist. We worked a tiny bit about it with it. And then the therapist that I was with for a very brief moment in time, case in point, how you don't want to disempower yourself because I thought this therapist was very good. She got came highly recommended. She might be a good therapist for other people. She was horrible for me. And by the third session, I was aware the red flags were up. So anyway, they couldn't do it. And um, I was on the court one day and the, this one particular dog who's cr- quite aggressive came running down the hills and I, I froze on the court. And my friend was with me and he could tell what was happening because everybody's waiting for me to play. We're in the middle of a point and I'm frozen on the court, just watching what's going on. And I said to him, when we switched sides, I said to him, you know, I really get traumatized when that dog comes into the picture because he's very aggressive. And my friend said, yeah, but nothing happened. And I was like, I registered that. He was right. Nothing happened. 
but my body was reacting as if something happened. So then um, at the end of the set, everybody left and I talked to him. He's a friend of mine. And I talked to him and I told him again, like what was going on? He said, yeah, but again, nothing happened. And he doesn't know, and I have to tell him this, he was a great catalyst for my body stopping the reaction. So all of this is going to summarize and you'll see where in a second. So um, that was starting to take root, which was great. And I was becoming empowered. And literally, I walk around with a either a hiking stick or a um, wiffle ball bat. And um, when I see an off-leash dog, it, it doesn't matter if the, if the off-leash dog is doing its own thing and not bothering my dog, it's not a problem. If the dog is coming towards us, charging, it's a problem, right? And then even with the off-leash dog in front of us, if the owners aren't being conscious of the dog, I have to say something. So I've gotten very verbal about put your dog on a leash right now. And I've also gotten very verbal with get the F back up. I literally stuck my walking stick in this guy's face once because his dog came up upon my dogs behind them. I turned around, was able to get in between them. And I said, get your dog, put it on a leash. And he was like, whoa, 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 my dog's... And I went put my stick literally in his face and cursed him out because I don't care how friendly your dog is. Your dog is smaller than my dog. It's rushing up on my dogs and my dogs now have had experiences up until now. They've had these experiences that have not been good. So I'm a very sensitive person. I don't want anything to happen, period, end of story. Nothing is going to happen. So anyway, so all of this is going on, right? And I'm working through it and, um, I find on Instagram, which I don't normally do, um, I see this ad, they kept popping up. I, you know, I think, I know how some of you are probably freaked out about artificial intelligence. I don't, it doesn't freak me out, but I, I don't know. They're getting into your head somehow because all of a sudden it's showing up. That's manifestation, everybody. It's really manifestation. You think about it and shows up on Instagram, has nothing to do with artificial intelligence. It's all manifestation. So anyway, these trainings started showing up. And I was already working with someone briefly, but she was quite far away. And um, I and I'd worked with other people and stuff, but I didn't feel like I wanted to go back to them because of I think their mode methods are great, but I didn't think it was the right thing for Micah for my dog. I keep hitting my chair, so that's the noise. So I um, was on Instagram and I saw this ad. I'm not going to share about it yet. And I watched the webinar, and it really intrigued me. And I'm not, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, is this what I want to do? Is this what I'm checking him out? He didn't really have a social footprint. So I was like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know who he is. And I decided to buy it. And he breaks it out in six weeks. He does it like the way we do Soul Finder Academy. It's a drip technique. So you don't get all the lessons at once. So you could really, you're rebuilding a foundation with your own body and yourself and your dog. And that's the way SFA works. We drip things out. Like what drip means is we open one week up, you work through that week, then we open the second week up, then you work through that week because you're building a new foundation. So that's the way his was. So I watched the lessons on a Sunday and I was like, oh, I totally understand this because I have so much training. This is great. So I started incorporating it right away. Micah responds right away because he's got incredible training and it's really not his fault. It's me. I didn't know what to do. So I could feel my own strength building. I could feel like feeling like a handler now. I know exactly what to do. I know the steps I need to take. He's he's match, he's done it out. So then we were um, hiking and an unfortunate incident happened again. Dog charged us. Person knew the dog was aggressive. 
Anyway, doesn't matter. The woman was, was, we were both nice to each other and we both understood each other. And I was like, we need to walk together with the dogs now um, so that they can mellow out because I know what to do. But I was heartbroken because the whole thing during this training is to make sure that he um, does not have these experiences, right? And um, we can sit here and go, okay, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Or why did this happen? Because I'm ending the cycle. So I was so vulnerable and so heartbroken and crying, but I got through it really quick because I used the SAS technique right away. So what's my subconscious thought? Um, it wasn't this time, it's my fault because it, none of this has been my fault, but I'm so quick to say it's my fault. But I was like, that wasn't my fault. I handled it as well as I could. I came home, wrote the trainer right away um, from this class that I'm taking. And I didn't blame Micah. He was protecting me. I had a whole different consciousness around this now. And I was like, and I'm going to do better. That's it. End of story. Learn what you need to learn. Move on. That was fast. And then I just started owning my own power. And then I wrote the trainer that I know that lives close by because the guy I'm doing, it's a it's online. And I said, you know, this happened. I'd love to have a couple of privates with you because I just, there's certain things I want to have somebody there with me when I reintroduce them to certain things. And she wrote me back and she said, you know, she actually audioed back and said, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm not doing any more individual um, sessions because it just doesn't align with me anymore. And so I'm an alignment teacher, right? If I was to say to her, no, no, please. But normally when something like that would happen in the past, I would have been like, oh no, what am I going to do? She's got my power. But that didn't happen. What happened was, is, oh, this is great. I don't need her. I'm empowered. I'm the handler. I can do this. And so she's she's a beautiful person. She takes care of my dog. First, first of all, people, watch who you give your dogs to. I'll tell you that story in a second. I'm very picky about where my dogs go. And I got very lucky that it took a long time to find someone, but I found great people. All by my guides, okay? So we'll get to them in a second. So I um, got... I, I, left her a message. I was like, you know what? This is great. I'm empowered. I can do this. And I really appreciate your alignment. And thank you so much. Because she's like, I'll still board your dogs. Not a problem. And I said, good for you for following your heart and soul. That's what I teach people. And I'm proud of you. And she wrote, you know, she said back, thank you so much. She's very sweet. She's actually the one who kind of started incorporating breathing when I'm walking. So I feel really like, great. I'm walking around with my dog and we are bonding great. And we're doing the things that this guy is laying out for me, which has been phenomenal for me so far. I will share it after it's done to see how it goes. And uh, yesterday I was playing tennis and uh, my friend had her dog there on the court and um, these cute little doggies came over to say hi and it escalated. And I had no reaction. I had no reaction. Now, let me tell you something. In the past, I was the run running over there and stopping it. She's pretty calm. It's not that she's not a good handler. She's just calmer. I just watched it. I wasn't upset. I wasn't scared. I wasn't anything. I was empowered. That's my point. The dog trainer guy is giving me the tools to empower myself, not a board and train where somebody takes my dog for three weeks and they get empowered with my dogs. 
I'm becoming empowered. So it was, she took care of it. It was fine. Didn't affect me at all. Then I was on the other side of the court. You have to switch, you know, certain things. And I was about to serve and the two little puppies were playing with the kid. They weren't puppies really. And it was kind of aggressive play. And for a second there, I went there and I was like, no, this has nothing to do with me. Snapped out of it. Snapped out of it. So I came home and I've been taking Micah and Venus out to different neighborhoods for them to have good experiences. And then I took them to these tennis courts where they're, you know, they're gated in so they can run around and play because that's a suggestion, right? But I'm very careful. Nobody can come in. I don't want anybody coming in and communicate. I'm very careful about who communicates with my dogs anyway, because I don't trust other owners and other dogs. And um, a couple of dogs walked by. My dogs have, they, they don't even go near it. They don't care. They, they don't have that in them. We had this beautiful playtime together. Um, I came home. And had this beautiful night. I've been having this beautiful nights with my dogs. The moral of the story is, is that it was that moment when the trainer said to me, I'm not doing individual sessions anymore, that I realized I have all the tools and techniques to be an empowered handler. Doesn't mean I'm not studying because I signed up for another class in January that this trainer, the one here locally, told me about. And he sounds amazing because I want to learn more and possibly do search and rescue down the line with not my shepherds, but other shepherds. And I was like, this is it. You find the teachers that teach you the tools and techniques and empower you. And therefore you have a great, you can have a great experience and also know what to do. When I'm outside with them, we came across a couple of situations when I was walking them. I know what to do now, just because I don't want Micah to have any experience than what his beautiful little soul wants to have, you know, and, and you, you I, I can't control every single thing, but I can be an empowered handler with my dogs. So that is where this rant came out in the very beginning. All of this came from there because I see these people out there selling their stuff, telling you that what they have is going to cure you for life but they never empower you to think that you have it. You think that you have to have what they have and they may have the tools and techniques. I'm not saying they don't, but you want to be in a study situation where the teacher is like, here are the tools and techniques. I'm going to show you how to use them. I'm going to tell you through story how to use them. I'm going to teach you how to use them. And when you struggle with it, I'm going to meet you on your path and help to work through it with you. But I'm going to empower you during the entire time that you're doing it. I don't need to be anybody's guru. I don't want to be anybody's guru. I was like that from day one. It's not of interest to me. And I've always said to my students and community when they've said to me, I love that you do blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you love it because it's inside of you. What you see in me, you have inside of you. So I am really asking you to please go to the teacher's that empower you. And if you're interested in the way I teach, I have plenty of courses, go check them out. Okay. Because you're not, you're going to love them. Somebody just came into membership who did everyday guided living and, um, that's a digital course. Right. And she said that she loved it. And I was like, Oh, I'm so glad because I care about what I put out there. And I know that, um, people have so many, uh, great experiences because I have a different teaching style than I think I'm not saying out of everybody out there, because I'm sure there's other people that teach like I do. Um, I know certain people myself that I bring into my arena teach the way I do. 
Um, but we do teach in a way that meets you where you're at and really teaches in a fun way. So how can your guides help you? Aligning and getting and aligning with yourself and getting to know your guides, they are going to empower you to know who's the right teacher and who's not the right teacher. So what I suggest you do is, is to really get to know your guides. So there's, there's a couple of things when uh, do with you right now so that you can have some technique and tool to walk away with this from, right? So I do soul sessions in Soul Finder Academy. And what those are is we get together and I teach them um, something about channeling by having them go through an experience. People love those sessions. They're pretty magical. And we did one last week and uh, it usually gets channeled through me. So some, So a lot of times new things appear that I'm like, my guides are like bringing through and they brought this really cool thing through. So I want you, whether you're walking, washing the dishes, whatever you're doing, you could you could stop what you're doing and just take a moment if you can. And I would like you to close your eyes and breathe into your body. And if you can't do that right now, then just, you could do it with your eyes open, but bring your, don't do this when you're driving. Bring your or operating heavy machinery. Feels like I have to have a disclaimer like that on my podcast. Do not listen to podcasts if you're operating heavy machinery or driving <laughs> until you know the full effects of this podcast. Okay, got that out of the way. I'm going to do it with people with their eyes closed. If your eyes are open, it's more, it's all about inner awareness for me. So whether my eyes are opened or closed, I have an inner awareness. It's almost like I'm encapsulated in my own, and I don't want to say encapsulated because it's so infinite. And it's so limitless. So encapsulated isn't the right word. It's like, no, 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 we're not encapsulated. But I can bring my awareness in so that no distractions come in unless spirit wants to bring them in. It's very hard for me to explain that, but I'll try to explain that another time. So what you do is you close your eyes and you breathe into where your light is. And you may not know where this light is. You may not see it. This light is the light of your soul connecting with infinite will, wisdom, which could be the same thing, right? So it's this, it's this spot inside of you, could take up your whole body, but I want you to find the initiating spot. It's almost like the igniter of where this sits right now. And it is the part of you that is just connected to your infinite wisdom, it knows you and you know it. Now you may not see it because some people have difficulty seeing. Pick where you think it is. You don't have to be like, oh, I don't see it, so I must not have it. No, it, pick it. I don't care if it's in the tip of your finger, pick it. But I'm gonna have you do a mudra with your fingers. Now, um, so I'm gonna have you do a mudra with your fingertips. If you don't know what mudra is, look it up. Okay, but you don't have to look it up now for the purpose of this exercise. The one thing I want when I teach people is I want to get them out of their thinking mind. I don't know what a mudra is. How do you spell mudra? Oh no, I can't do this exercise because I don't know what a mudra is. Make it up. That You're going to find so much of your magic if you just stop that nonsense and make it up. So uh, mudra is a symbolic or ritual gesture or pose in Hinduism, Jainism, saying that wrong, in Buddhism, and while some mudras involve the entire body, most are performed with, thank you, Wikipedia. Most are performed with hands and fingers. Okay. So I went to Wikipedia to get a better definition than I would have given you. So make a mudra with your fingers and stick it on the spot where your light is. And just breathe into it. 
Now, picture this light getting brighter and bigger and taking shape. Give it a color. And have it stand in front of you, facing you. So you're going to pull it out of your body and it's going to take shape and color and it's going to stand outside your body, right in front of you. Now, you may not be able to see it. That's okay. Imagine that it's there and breathe with it. And as you breathe with it, it flickers and vibrates with light. And as it flickers and vibrates with light, it's filling you up too. So you may find yourself even swaying in motion towards it and away from it and towards it and away from it. And it's really not, you're not moving away from it. You're just moving in rhythm with this beautiful light in front of you. Now, I want you to ask it to show you what a yes looks like and to help you to feel what a yes looks like. Now, mine got bigger, but it also got really warm in the upper part of my body. You may have not gotten anything. And just like psychometry, when you study psychometry, not psychometry, pendulum work. This is a form of uh, psychometry though, but pendulum work, you, you ask the pendulum, at least the way I've been taught, you ask the pendulum to show you a yes for a good week before you move on to a no. So you may just want to do this a bit with the light to ask you what it looks like for a yes. Now, ask it to show you what a no feels like. Notice if you feel anything in your body when you ask it to show you what a no is like. So mine got really small, really quiet, but it also affected my throat chakra a tiny bit. And when my throat chakra gets crimped is what I call it. It feels like funky or frictiony. Um, that's usually an untruth. I'm becoming upon an untruth. So that means like when I see somebody's, I know this with teachings, like somebody's teaching appears in front of me and my throat gets like that. I'm like, oh, this person's not for me. It's an untruth for me. It might be a truth for someone else. It's an untruth for me. Okay, breathe the light again. See the light get bigger. Breathe with it. Sway with it. Ask it to show you a neutral. What is a neutral? So mine was interesting and I'm going to have to work with it a bit because again, it was in my throat, but it was like a box. They put a box in my throat. It became like a box, like something in a box. It, was, it wasn't as big as the yes, wasn't as small as the no. It was like a box. The reason why I ask about neutral, when you do pendulum work, the way that I was taught is you ask it for a yes and it does a yes for a week. You do that. And then for a week, you ask it to show you a no. It shows you a no. And then you do a week where it asks you to show a neutral. And then by the, you know, the 22nd day, you know your yes, you know your no, and you know your neutral. Neutral is really important because people don't recognize this. Sometimes I'll ask my guides a question and it'll be neutral. It's, it doesn't matter if I go or don't go. 
it's, it's doesn't matter either way. It's just going to be the experience. Now, everything is always the experience, but sometimes like I was asking about something specifically and it'll either be a hard yes, hard no. And sometimes it's neutral because they're like, if you go, you'll have a good experience. If you don't go, you'll have a good experience. It is what it is. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change the trajectory of your path. It's not a big deal if you go. It's not a big deal if you don't go. Just honor yourself. So sometimes neutrals are important and people don't understand them. They're like, why aren't I getting a yes or a no? Because sometimes it's not that big of a deal. It just is what it is. So I would like you to play with that flame. And I would like you to use it as a guide. And I'd like you to get to know what's yes and no's. Play with something that you know, like something that you love, right? So another way to ask yeses is, is, do I love tennis? Oh my goodness, it's so friggin' big right now. Do, I'm trying to think of something I don't like without being too offensive. Um, What's something I don't like? Oh, I hate tart things. I cannot stand things that are tart, like, oh, certain fruits and stuff. Like it freaks me out. Do I like tart things? No, it's like the, the light's not even there. What's something I'm neutral about? Um, I don't know. The duster. I have a duster thing, you know, for my computer. How do I feel about the duster? Yeah, it's like in between because it dusts, it takes the dust away, but I don't love it. I don't hate it. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't get in the crevices and it's annoying, you know, whatever. So just play with that and start letting that light empower you. Be empowered by your own light. All right, guys, I'm going to go. This was a super long podcast. Um, Thank you so much. As always, please rate, review, subscribe. I really would like to get my um, subscribership up there and get people to learn about this because I'm hearing, look, I've been teaching people for years, thousands of people. And I know this way of teaching that my guides teach is really very expansive and open and allows you to really engage with your gifts and your guides and your infinite wisdom in a fun, magical way. So I would love to get this out to more people and I would love your help to do that. All right, guys, thank you so much. And remember, you can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash sale, or you can go to my page, marilynaloria.com and um, put in the, in any of the digital product, uh, the coupon podcast, and you'll get a discount. All right. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.